Hey guys, this is uh, Jagger and Rhett. Past Jagger and Rhett. Yes. Or future. No, past. What? Yeah. Fu- Go ahead. It, it, Go it's ahead. okay. We are about to record, or have record, one of the best interviews we've had with Mr. Le- Levi Walker. Great And this is, this is just a little forward. So we make sure you guys stick around, because at the end of the episode, he plays three live songs for us. Fantastic. He's going to blow up. We just want to make sure you guys stick around for this episode. Yes. Stick around. Three live songs at the end of the episode, and uh, we're going to intro this episode with one of his very own songs. And I think we're going to queue it up right now. Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome to the Guitars, Cowboys, and Hillbilly Music Podcast. That was It'll Be Alright by Mr. Levi Walker, who we are joined with today. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. So, how, how you doing today? Dude, pretty good. I'm real tired. It's been, yeah. a, it's been a very interesting day, you know, between music and friends and real life work, work yeah. and all that. You, you said you work emergency management in Shawnee? Yeah, so it's a pretty much first responder for a native tribe in Shawnee. Oklahoma. I'm a Muscogee Creek Indian, um, part-time musician looking to get full-time rolling, but uh, all them tornadoes that blew through in uh, southern central Oklahoma today, had to get up early for those. Yeah, I can imagine that. That, that can be probably a pretty hectic job. Yeah. Just with It's fun, though. It's always something new. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Just with the amount of weather that oh we see in Oklahoma, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that being a pretty pretty hectic job. Yeah, I was at a, a Holly Best birthday party last night in Strad, and she had a friend up from Texas, and they said tornadoes, and she was instantly starting freaking out. Like, <laughs> we don't get tornadoes down there. <laughs> so where are you from? I'm from Luther, Oklahoma. That's where I was raised. Okay. Um, went there, K through 12, graduated high school there. Um, went to college at UCO in, in uh, Edmond. Uh-huh. I graduated there in 2022, I think. I think I was trying to figure this yeah, out yeah. with you earlier. <laughs> so, so it was probably spring of this past year, right? 2020 is oh, when it was. Okay. Oh, 2020? Yeah. So, See, okay. I'm already getting old, ago. man. Yeah, I'm losing right. my memory. <laughs> that's all right. But uh, it, it's, been, it's been a blur. Uh, graduated there with a degree in industrial safety. Um, and like I said, I was all business growing up. Music was never even a possibility for me until it just happened. I started playing uh, at a church in Davenport. Um, I moved to Davenport when I got my job in Shawnee. Um, and then people were telling me, oh, man, you can you can sing. Like, how long have you been doing this? I was like, I, never. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I kind of got my, my start in a church um, other than that. But I uh, had my very first gig a little over a year and a, year and a half ago. And uh, it's just been snowballing for me ever since, That's and awesome. it's been tons of fun. And I'd be more than happy to just tell you all the crazy shit I've seen. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, dude. So, when did you first 
So you, you said you started playing in a church. What, <clears throat> I, you said that was pretty recent as well. What Do you know yeah. what year that was? Yeah, so 2019. Uh, oh, okay. 20, 2019, 20, 2020. Yeah. Um, I, I moved to Davenport. I started um, going to church. And they're like, hey, you want to come up and sing, play, play some music? I'm like, ah, uh, no, nah, I, don't, I don't know about that. That, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a lot of pressure. Uh, yeah. Can't do that. Um, eventually ended up doing it and stuck with it. And then I started gigging, and it's just kind of been rolling ever since. But I didn't get my start and introduction to music until I was about, I would say, able to, to talk and understand life. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa, um, when I was a kid, he, uh, he was our musician in the family he was the guy who'd play guitar around campfire throw back some beers yeah. you know he was the the hippie guy we all loved and sang all the songs um i had that all growing up in a place called the blue river here in oklahoma mm-hmm. if you ever been down there it's a good time um when he, he passed away in 09 and uh all of that you know camaraderie about going out hanging out having enjoying family around some music was all gone yeah. um I never got a chance to really learn from him. I, I was, like I said, I was real young. Um, so I had just got my first guitar around that time. It was just a little old Yamaha acoustic guitar. Um, my mom had gotten me. And uh, I remember he tried to teach me Hotel California once. But like I said, when you're young and little, you get frustrated. You're like, this yeah. is stupid. I can't do this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, that, I, pr- I pretty much picked up the mantle uh, because I wanted to bring everyone back together again. You know, uh, we were at a groundbreaking ceremony um, with a bunch of our family friends on a new house, they, new house and land they had just gotten, and some guys were sitting around a campfire. I'm playing some songs, and I picked one up, and I played "Can't You See" by Marshall Tucker Band. Oh yeah, that's and a then great one. instantly, all of our family were just like sad face, <laughs> tears, and that's awesome. And, and I and I I recognized that, and I really enjoyed it, and it made me feel kind of important, you know, um, not not entitled. I know I have a family member that always teases me about I need to bow in your presence, your highness, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's 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 just a. I, I play because my family, and I, I think it brings people together, and uh, and that's nothing that I want more than that. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So, what other instruments do you, do you play? Any other instruments? Yeah. Or? So I, I've I fiddle with stuff. I don't know anything about music really. I just pick up stuff and try to play it. YouTube's a great thing. Um, learn learn a lot from there. Um, I play the harmonica pretty frequently at my shows. Okay. Um, uh, you have, are you that guy that's got like a case full of harmonicas? Yeah, so I, I got on Amazon and I bought like the the seven pack or whatever of the harmonicas <laughs> and all the different keys. Yeah, and it took me the longest time to understand. Someone's like, "What key are you playing in?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know this one." <laughs> and, I, and I strum the strum the guitar. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I, I fiddle a little bit with the piano. I started writing a song on piano um, about a year ago. Like I said, I didn't even write my first song until like a year and a half ago. And now I've got like 30 plus songs and I'm trying to get them recorded. And, uh, and as you played earlier, that's one I do have out. It'll be all right. Um, recorded that in Pawnee, Oklahoma. Um, okay. At Studio E with Wyatt Wilson, um, Gavin Ballard, um, E-Rock drummer. Um, and uh, it was a good time. So uh, like I said, I got money put back to go record an album. We're just trying to get it set up. So Yeah. 
That's awesome. Do you did you write that song? Yeah, sure did. That's a great song. Yeah. Thanks, man. I got, yeah, I would, and I would tell you if I didn't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't comment on it if I didn't like it. But I, I really do like that song. I te- I was texting him last night, and I was like, because I was looking on Apple Music, and I saw some stuff. Yeah. And I was asking him about songs, and he sent me that one, and I was like, yeah, that yeah. was a good. That's a good one there. Yeah. So, because a lot of people write all sorts of stuff, but you got to figure out which way you want to go. And I think I might have jumped the gun a little bit before I figured out exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And there's another song I have out, but I played like every single instrument on it except for the drums. And I and it was the very first song I'd ever even been in a studio for, so it was a little crazy and hectic, and didn't turn out exactly like I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in this weird phase right now where I just put a band together, and uh, we've been together about six weeks now. So and, did you uh, know any of these guys before that? or? Uh, so Wyatt Wilson and them, uh-huh. um, I, I pretty much met them through the grapevine, you know. Um, just the Oklahoma music scene is pretty tight. Once you're in it, you, you yeah. mm-hmm. kind of see the same faces, and uh, they're all supportive and friendly to each other, which is the great thing about Oklahoma music. You go to other places, and it feels real competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but not in a good way. Like, it's great to have that competitive feeling, like, whenever you are playing with your – your, your quote-unquote rivals and things yeah. like that. Yeah, but right. I feel like here it's more like a family, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone helps each other out. They share their contacts. They they don't mind having them come out to a show. And uh, if you do come out to a show, they make you feel like you're, you're real welcome and they take the time to talk to you. And that's one thing I try to do is try to be real personal with everyone because uh, I think that's real important because if you go, say, you go to a big-time show, you're talking stadium shows, right, yeah, it's really cool you get to do that, but you're not going to get to have the same interactions, maybe unless you pay for a $1,000 backstage pass or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but yeah. So, so um, what what is that kind of like in a studio? I the, mean, do you – so I know there's some artists will go in and record live with their entire band, and some people will break it up. Do you, yeah. How did you guys do it? Man, uh, so we went up there, and there's all sorts of different ways to do it. Um, the way I've done it – and like I said, everyone's experience will probably be different because um, I'm still new to it. I've only been there a couple times, and I plan on, like I said, getting the album done soon. But when I went, I came up with my songs that I hadn't finished, and I said, hey, I have these songs here. Which ones do you like? Which ones do you think we should cut? Played them. They said, well, I think this one would be real easy to pick up on because these guys have never heard these songs before, but they're real talented musicians. They can pick them up, play them. Um, and, that, and that's kind of what, where you see the hired guns, you know, just running mm-hmm. around playing mm-hmm. for whatever bands they can get in. Yeah. Because um, they may not all be lead singers. I can just go do their own thing. Yeah. Um, unless you just want to hire a drummer to just play for three hours. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you, I went in with my songs, picked one out, and uh, you, you kind of go and set up kind of like, like we're, we are here. Uh-huh. I get my guitar, and I just play through that song to a click track, which is just a metronome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get that down, and then they step in, and they play that back. We'll play it five, ten times, figure out what they want to do with that. Um, check with me, say, hey, does this sound all right? We're going to kind of do a little final rendition for you. And then they'll do their own scratch track of okay. just playing all together. And then um, once they have the whole sound kind of worked on, they'll start working on individual pieces. Hey, now that you know what you're doing, let's get it fine-tuned and mm-hmm. get you in there and and yeah. just start doing your part till you're happy with it, till it's perfect. Um, like I said, you could spend probably days perfecting things, but eventually it comes down to how quickly you can get it out efficiently. Um, 
that's why they hire good players to come in and knock it out because it saves money if you can do it in just a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, um, and I and I would I would love I think I think I'm cool with that kind of experience, but I think I would love to work with like a producer or someone that would like sit down, flesh out ideas with me, yeah. give me feedback, things of that nature. Because if not, if you don't kind of have someone like that, you're just kind of running in and running the show. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm quite comfortable yet, enough yet um, with studio work to be able to do that. Um, because I don't know all the answers. I find myself questioning a lot of times. Like, I don't know. What do you think? They're like, it's not my song. What do you think? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then I, I think, like I said, that's when you just kind of have to explore what works best for you. Yeah. What What would you classify your music as? Like, what, what genre would you classify yourself I would say, as? I would say it's a country red there music. Okay. Um, it, it's pretty much just me playing songs that matter to me, have been part of my life experience here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every single song you hear me write um, is real. They're not made up stories about someone else's dog or something. Yeah. You know, um, and and I think that at the heart of it, that's what Red Dirt Music is. It's it's real, um, real stuff that people can relate to because it's not a fantasy. It's attainable. Mm-hmm. It's it's past experiences, good or bad, um, that people are relaying in a song. Um, about a year, the reason I started writing music um, is I was going through some hard times and I didn't I didn't really have an idea of how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So um, you hear people sometimes say, "Put negative thoughts into a notepad on your phone, or put them on a notepad on pa- pen and paper." So I would take those thoughts and just kind of negative or positive. I just get them out of my head. That way I'm not thinking about them. And uh, eventually I. I I was laying in bed one night and I, and I just looked at these words and I was like, just kind of humming them like, mm-hmm. well, I can make a song out of this. So I usually sleep with the guitar by my bed because sometimes you wake up at night and uh, you can just pick it up, play it until you fall asleep and then put it down or drop it, either one, yeah. which is why I keep a <laughs> shitty, shitty one by my bed. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I, Red Dirt Music is kind of whatever you want to make it. I think it's it's how it got started was it was different. It was it wasn't just your standard country music. It wasn't yeah. just your Texas country music. Right. Um, it, it's moldable. It's shapeable depending on the listener. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can ask five hundred different people, and they might give you five hundred different answers on what it might mean to them. So uh, that's where I feel comfortable belonging, and hopefully, people accept that. So yeah. So when you when you get these songs, you said you had like thirty songs. Yeah, man. ready. When you get these done, are you, are you looking to put out an album? Or are you looking to put out singles? Well, it, it gets it gets real interesting. You, you can, like I said, you, you see people with teams that have plans. You can do certain things. I think, I think right now, just getting stuff out there to my fans and people who have been dedicated to me over the past year and a half would be the best for me. It may mm-hmm. not be the best, but like, oh, well, the great best way to monetize it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, well, dude, I'm obviously not making millions off this, so I can pretty much do whatever I want. Losing pennies on a dollar isn't going to kill me. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I'm a people pleaser, you know? I mean, it's kind of what we're in here for. If, if you're not doing it for the people, you're just being selfish. Um, right. Uh, and, I, and I get it. Social media is a crazy thing nowadays. Has, there's a lot of power in social media. But I think if you just stay true to you and do what you want to do at heart, I mean, look at Cody Jinks. I mean, that yeah. guy is the definition of do whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's um, exactly right. So, <laughs> and and 
I think we need more people like that to, to pave the way for people to feel more comfortable about making decisions that better suit them. Yeah. Rather than trying to fit into someone else's mold or idea of how to be successful. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, to me, that's, it sounds like you're doing it just because you love to do it. And that's okay. what, that's what really makes it like yeah, special. It, it's, yeah. and especially at the point where you're at, where, I mean, I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty new, like, as especially in the, in the recording and like putting it out there for people to listen to just in general. I think having that passion is probably the best thing for anybody, really. And even if you're big, I mean, if you don't have passion, people are going to be able to tell. Yeah, that's the most obvious thing. Um, That's why people really nitpick their playlist whenever they play live, and they don't just play anything because you can tell when someone's really feeling a song they're singing Mm -hmm. or if they relate to it because you can can feel it in their expressions, how how it's coming out of their mouth. and, And I feel almost every single song i play unless it's Freebird, i don't feel that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so, so go ahead okay i was gonna say um so a lot of these songs you were t- talking about are really relatable and i think it's probably relatable to a lot of people just in oklahoma just because i mean i think growing up and i mean even just this state is different than a lot of other states mm-hmm. out there just because we have a uni- I mean, it's different from Texas. It's different from like we're we're small enough to like be have like those relationships and like I like everyone from Oklahoma that I've met. It's just like we have like an instant connection because we relate yeah. on that level, and I I think that's really cool, and I, I'm excited to see in your music yeah. about that. Thanks, man. I appreciate that a lot. When you sit down to listen to, and I want to get in later too, kind of the music that you listened to growing mm-hmm. up or the music that influenced you. But when you sit down, um, I asked Matt this question cause I'm curious, yeah. but um, when you sit down to listen to music, is there a place that you prefer? Like, is there, if you were going to sit down and listen to your favorite song, is there a place or a way you want to listen to it? Yeah, there, there is. Um, so I grew up pretty much always living 30 plus minutes away from everywhere i went to school um i can relate to that yeah i may i may not look like it now but i was a very good athlete back in the day what'd Um, you play i was everything dude i talking six-pack abs now it's a six-pack of bush (laughs) i I, I can relate that i i I played football but baseball when i grew up and i mean i was i was a decent player at both but now i just feel like uh. well what i'm getting at is i like to listen to music on the road um something free about driving um just kind of being either by yourself or with you're never going to be in a car with someone you don't like right i mean normally unless right. it's like a brother or something that you <laughs> have issues with but it, it's usually a safe space to be comfortable and just kind of because what else are you going to do in there yeah i mean I, I i find myself writing songs on the road um it's dangerous but i <laughs> use uh, the dictation voice dictation but um yeah man i i listen to me mostly on the road um and it's it's real freeing to me to just kind of decompress whether you have an hour, 15 minutes or 30 minutes, or if you're going to Texas seven plus hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm the same way. I like to listen to music loud and in my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I prefer every time. I, I think that's, I think I was the same way whenever I told you guys that the first time is I, I like to, especially if it's like a new song, like I want to have like, I want to dissect it. I want to put like my subconscious on driving and like, I want to like dissect the words and the sounds all while I'm like doing another task. If, if that, that makes sense. I think that's how my brain works. I don't yeah. know. Would, 
would you prefer to listen? Do you like it when an album is put together where you can listen to it, like where you listen to it in that order and it makes more sense, or would you rather just listen to a single? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm pretty much just a unless, unless something really catches my eye, I'll listen real casually to stuff and say a new album comes out for for someone, I'll I'll get it, look at it, listen the first you know however many seconds, see if it catches my attention, go through it because. Everyone's trying to find that new thing, that new new big thing, and nothing to knock anyone about releasing new stuff and it not being up to par. Um, but I, I just love hearing how everything's different because you, if you release an album and everything's the exact same, no one's gonna have that curiosity of like, yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. almost like me digging into a box of like mystery goodies. Like, yeah, oh, what am I gonna find here? Oh, this one has like a piano in it. Oh, this mm-hmm. one starts with a killer fiddle solo. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like. I try to find what best suits me and then and kind of ride it that way. But uh, I feel like everyone, when they do put together an album, it does kind of tell a story um, based on whether it, whether it be a, a real story or an emotional story or just um, something behind the scenes. So, like, say if, if they, they started working on this in a particular order and you wouldn't even know about it, but that's just how they put it out because that's how they wrote it, um, things like that. So it's, it's always fun. Yeah. I, I love... I love actually f- listening to like a single that I might replay like 30 times Be like well, I wonder where this came from go check out the album wow this is all really good stuff so yeah, yeah. I, I, I do the same thing especially when I find like a new artist or someone like I haven't listened to as much <clears throat> like they've been around but I just haven't listened to them as much and I find a song that I really like mm-hmm. and I'll just go to the album and I'll let it just play the next one yeah and I'm like okay and then I'll end up liking that song and I'll like the next yeah. one it just kind of flows yeah See, it's cool. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm hoping I can get to that point because I feel like that's what would work best for me. Like, if I just push shit out there and then you just kind of have to hope and pray someone stumbles upon you, you know? But not only that, so let's say you play a big festival and you don't have anything out like like I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, it really sucks because they don't have anything else to latch onto because mm-hmm. that's when you're going to be at your height of attention is like, say, if you're opening for someone and you're playing in front of a few thousand people like I did at the top of Oklahoma Jam at Blackwell where I opened for Casey Donahue and the Bellamy Brothers and I still only had those songs out. If I had had a whole album out, I may have potentially had lifelong listeners that really right. would have enjoyed the stuff, but yeah. I may have missed that opportunity because I didn't have it out. So, and I think that's one thing I've struggled with is it's been moving really fast for me, like really fast. Um, and I'm just almost kind of playing catch up this yeah. whole time. Yeah. I, wouldn't trade it for the world. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. Keep it coming. But I just gotta, just I just gotta keep grinding. So, do you have any idea when that new stuff is gonna be coming out? Or, I mean, I wish I could tell you. Um, like I said, when you get opportunities like that, you really have to make sure you get it done the right way. Um, because if you put out something that that you can't put your heart and soul into, and wholeheartedly trust that it's 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 the project for you mm-hmm. and for your fans um i think that's the hardest part but sometimes like i said earlier which i'm still trying to do better myself is you just got to do it whether it's good or bad you just got to put it out there i mean uh hell people are getting famous off of phone recordings so yeah, yeah. not not everything has to be perfect so i need to get better at that but also i do need to make sure i'm doing my best along the way yeah so you mentioned a couple places where you had played yeah. recently and so where all have you played like is there any like notable places yeah uh I, I actually just flew back from vegas a couple weeks ago um and uh how i got there is real cool um 
it was for the PVR, if you guys have ever yeah. followed them, professional bull riders. Um, I also played in Austin, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, at the stockyards for the PBR mm-hmm. earlier this year. And how I got hooked up with that is really cool. Um, it's you have to buckle in. It's kind of a weird story. Uh, let's let's go on okay. it. Cool. So <laughs> click. <laughs> uh, you ever heard of the place called the Chicken Shack in Oklahoma? <laughs> it's this uh, little venue that's off Fruit 66, and uh, it's just a little chicken joint. And uh, they have live music, and they booked me there one night, and uh, I was playing in Luther, Oklahoma. Um, late gig. There's a couple couple guys in there. While you're playing, you kind of scan the crowd, see who's really enjoying your stuff. I noticed a group of guys um, and their ladies really enjoying themselves, having a good time. As the night went on, they moved a little closer. These people kind of fanned out. And uh, at one point in the night, they they started really paying attention to me, and uh, they started requesting songs. Uh, I don't mind song requests. They're not free, you know. I ain't just gonna, I ain't gonna play wagon wheel for you for free. Come on now, feel that, that tip that's jar a, up. Ugh. Yeah. But anyways, um, me being a nice guy, I didn't say anything. I just <clears throat> abided by them. Looked like they're having a good time, so I uh, wanted to make sure that was still going on. Um, tip me a hundred dollars to play a song, a particular song. Like, can you play a Weather Jennings song? Sure enough, yeah, hundred bucks. I'll, I'll play anything you want. I'll play Happy Birthday. I don't care. <laughs> um, and then uh, they said, okay, what about a George Strait song? I was like, okay. So what about an Eric Church song? Can you do one of those? Um, real particular stuff. Um, and this went on for about an hour. Um, by then, my set had ended. And he said, if I give you another 100 bucks, will you play another hour? And I was like, sure, dude. I'll, I'll play all night. I don't <laughs> care. Um, eventually, the Chicken Shack had to close down, and they kicked us out. Um, I told him, I told him, I said, hey, it'll be a minute. Um, I got to pack all my stuff up because they wanted to talk to me outside. Um, and if you've never been there, they have an outdoor seating area. They have fire pits outside. You can go sit out there. They're like, hey, come on out here. I'd like to talk to you. Um, I was like, okay. So I finished packing up. And at this point, it's like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, I go out there, meet him at the fire pit. He said, bring your guitar. I like, okay. Bring my guitar. He's like, uh, yeah, just, just keep playing. If you don't mind, we'll just keep talking. And uh, just wanted to ask you some stuff. I was like, okay. He's like, uh, so how long have you been playing? little bit about you gave my pitch ended up playing for about another hour so just, did you know anything about these nope. guys at the time okay. no i just thought there were some cool dudes enjoyed my <laughs> shit and i was all for it because you know you, sometimes you play for nobody uh-huh. and, and you just got to suck it up so having someone that interested in what you're doing and, and it gets weirder but uh he asked me he, this is the day before easter so right now it's past midnight it's easter it's easter sunday um he said hey would you mind coming out to my house tomorrow morning and playing music for our Easter gathering we have? And I was like, sure, yeah, no problem. I was like, how long are you thinking? He's like, five hours. I was like, yeah. He's like, how much would you charge? I was like, $100 an hour. And he was like, okay, yeah, we can do that. I'll send you my address, gate code, or whatever. At this point, it's like 1.30 in the morning. I live in Davenport, 30 minutes in the opposite direction. And his address was 30 minutes in the opposite direction of where I'm going. So I get home about 2 o'clock, get in bed about 2.30. The only shtick was I had to be there at 6 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, so he said, when you get there, I want you to go around the back of the house and play on the back porch. 
simple enough, right? He said, <laughs> then I'm like, six in the morning, it is black. I was like, it's six in the morning. And uh, I'm like, okay. He said, there may not be anywhere out there, but I want you to just play. And I was like, okay, weird instructions. <laughs> I'm a little drunk. I don't know if I'm just hearing this wrong. And, and at the time, I was like, okay, whatever. I'm good, paid $500 on Easter for playing music. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, and sure enough, I get there six in the morning after like two hours of sleep. I get over there, go on the back porch, sit down on a bench. I don't know if this is the right house. I mean, clearly I went to the wrong house today trying to get here. God bless that lady. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare her. Did, but, you, uh, go, did you go up to her door? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, are you Rhett? And she's like, no, I think you had the wrong house. <laughs> okay, but anyways, anyways, I'm back here. I'm back here playing on uh, on his back porch freezing my ass off because it's easter sunday at six in the morning and i'm like what did i get myself into um all night i had people call me and text me because normally i let people know how my shows go i didn't do that last that previous night because it went on way longer i was trying to figure things out i was a little drunk you know um so no one knew where i was really I, i think one person knew um, I told them, I was like, hey, I'm going to go play for a stranger for five hours at their house at six in the morning. In like, their backyard. Yeah, they were asleep. <laughs> and then I think when they woke up, they texted me a lot. But anyways, about 7.30, 8 o'clock rolls around. I've been playing by myself in the pitch black, freezing cold in the backyard of some stranger's house for an hour and a half, just playing music to the grass. like, And, <laughs> and, it, and I feel like I'm getting punked. Then I also feel like, I don't know if, I don't know what's going to happen. But anyways, 8 o'clock rolls around. These two little cute kids roll out of, like, the back door. And uh, they peek around the corner like they're confused on what's happening. And I'm like, oh, God. They run inside. And I'm like, this is it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. I'm going to get shot by <laughs> their pissed-off dad that's going to come out. and wonder why this drunk dude's sitting on the back of their porch playing to the grass and scared his kids and all this. <laughs> Five minutes later, old old guy comes out. Just sure enough, same guy I saw last night, and uh, he comes over to me and he's like, he's like, uh, appreciate you coming out, and showing up on time. Um, you hungry? You know, I was like, yeah, I'm starving. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm still hungover. Yeah, like. I'm, still hungover. I'm starving. I and, and I'm cold. I've been sitting out here. Um, yeah, he has. Anyways, some other stuff happened, and it was nothing important. But the end of the the end of my set. Um, he cut me off an hour short um, and said, hey, you can go ahead and get out of here. Here's the money I owe you for this, but it's it's going to be an hour short. Um, but you can make that up to me if you don't mind coming out and playing at the PBR World Finals in Fort Worth at the Stockyards. And I was like, so... You're like, what? <laughs> so in the back of my mind during all this, I, I was either getting hazed, punked, or it was a test. <laughs> And what it was, it was a test to see for this guy, for a complete stranger. Because what I wasn't thinking about, I was a complete stranger to him. He didn't know anything about me. I didn't know anything about him. He's going to see if he could put his faith in some Oklahoma musician to actually put in the effort to to do something to where I could earn a spot down there with the PBR staff and their team um, to play music for him. Um, And sure enough, that got me to go down to Fort Worth twice. and also flew me out to Vegas to play in Vegas. I mean, wow. and, and I think a lot of that comes down to um, just being true to yourself, following through, 
um, and just kind of kind of reading situations, trusting um, inten- trusting intentions, um, and also just whether you're playing for thousands of people or nobody. I mean, just if if it, just 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 play. I mean, you're gonna get. I was probably playing even better in front of grass than I was playing in front of the people in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? But um, that, that's a story I, I have and I've I've been through and and I'm really glad I did it. You know, because if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have gone to Fort Worth twice. I wouldn't have got flown out to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have met this lifelong friend and contact of mine. And uh, that's that's the thing about taking chances and seizing the opportunities in front of you that I feel like a lot of people don't do. Because I feel like if you would have asked a lot of people to take away time from their family on Easter Sunday, they might they probably wouldn't have done that. They're like screw you it's two in the morning i'm not gonna sleep for a couple hours and do that um but i did it because i that's i love doing it and i would do anything to to keep doing it so yeah that's a great story yeah that's an amazing story. <laughs> that, was, that was a good story yeah and uh so you've done um pbr three times where where else have you you played i saw your and you can talk about your upcoming uh yeah. stuff too i saw that some, cool some yeah big man names i on think there. i think another one of my favorite um, gigs I've ever done is I put on a uh, hometown throwdown fundraiser for my album and uh, I have to shout out and thank Tammy and Greg Westermeyer for hosting the the event all the musicians that came out we had local musicians come out and play if you, I don't know if you ever heard of Jack Waters or Jason Morrison Daniel Burgess Ben Brock um, and Jacob Fuquay people like that um donated their time to come out and just play music for my event to help raise me money for my album. Um, did it all just out of pure kindness. We had a cornhole tournament. We had food. We had a Mexican uh, restaurant in town come and um, cook food for everybody. Um, did raffles. Um, uh, signed signed gear, posters. I sold my merch and uh, raised the money to make that happen. And uh, it was really cool seeing everyone show out for me. I had about 300 plus people come and show out just for an event that I put on in my hometown in Luther America. Uh, It it was just really cool to see that happen. And uh, the people that support me, which is why I don't want to let them down. And I just going to keep on trying to follow through. So that was one of my coolest experience um, that I've had. But additionally, it was my first time playing at Grady's 66 in Yukon which will be back next year with my full band for the first time. Um, I would say Grady's was probably my first big, big stage. Um, it's a real historical place. And if you know anything about it, it's, it's legendary, man. Um, the people that have played on there, even who it's owned by. Um, but it's it's uh, it wouldn't be possible without the support of the people, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely people sharing my name to reach out to you to bring me out here. I mean, yeah. things like that. It's, it's, I'm surrounded by some of the best people um, and family that I could ever have. So that's awesome. It's pretty cool. What about, uh, we'll get into cornhole saying, too was, in a I was, minute. I was, yeah. was going to say, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it, it, this might take a minute, but go ahead. It won't, it won't, I promise. The reason why we, I, why shot it, we shot each other a look when he said cornhole tournament. I, I started the Oklahoma state cornhole club at yeah. OSU. I'm, I'm sponsored like by a big time bag company. I'm going to go play in the national championship. Nice. Hopefully, get on ESPN. I'm I'm a little bit in the corner. Hell yeah, dude! I'm so. still trying to decide if it's a real sport or not. Do you, but. Get, a, do you get a drink any of the cold <laughs> beers while you're playing though, or? Yeah, I should. I should this year. I I, I turned I turned 21 here 
Thursday. So, mm. so I, I I should be able to be able to nice. go go up there and drink. It's it, it's pretty cool though. I'm I'm really excited. I'm really hoping I can get a spot on ESPN. Dude, that'd be sweet. Yeah, you would you would whoop me at cornhole. I suck. I'm just there to. I usually play cornhole, drink beer, and play music. <laughs> I, I give him a lot of crap about cornhole, but he is really good. He plays cool. me just to embarrass me, but. He's, it makes me look like I don't know like how to throw. Yeah, dude. Right if I if I uh, if I do another hometown throwdown event, you have to come. Hey, if play you some want, if you want, if you do another one of those, hit me up because I can run your, your tournament for you, That'd and we sweet. can get even more people out to go to that. Because I've got I run a lot of tournaments. Yeah. So I know people a lot in the Oklahoma Cornell community. We can we can get something big. That'd be that be. I'd, I would really appreciate that. A fundraiser. Uh, one one big thing that I, I really do need help with, if I do it again or get the opportunity is to get people to work it. Um, didn't realize how much went into putting on an event. Oh, I mean, yeah. you got gatekeepers, you got uh, bartenders, bar staff, shout out Allie and Sonny who worked the, the, the bar for me. I mean, that was amazing to help out the food vendors, the, the people cleaning up the place, the actual people who own the property, making sure everything's still good to go, especially when you get a ton of people out there. I mean, there's a lot of heads involved, a sound guy, we ran our own sound, and I don't, don't ever want to do that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely want someone up there running yeah. the sound. Um, so if, if it happens again, I, I definitely – I would love to do that. So Yeah. That'd be cool. I can yeah. run your sound, and Jagger can host your – Yeah, yeah. that's Hell true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you play ping pong by any chance? Dude, I uh, – like I said, so I love doing everything, cornhole, ping pong, sports. I'm a big athlete, big competitive guy. But growing up, single mother, school teacher, we didn't ever really have a lot of really cool, fancy things. We had cornhole because that's real easy to yeah. to do out in the backyard. But uh, we used to play this game called Killer Pong. Um, I don't know if you ever played it at our teacher friend's house, Irvine. Shout out, Angie, no longer Irvine. Um, but uh, we would play this game called Killer Pong where we'd have like 10, 15 people divided evenly on each side of the ping pong table. And then uh, someone would serve, and when once they serve, they would run around at the other end of the table, and then whoever was on the other side would hit it back, and they would run to the other side, and say if you, if you, uh, I don't even know what you call it. I'm not super technical, but if you miss, you're you're out. Hmm. So huh. it goes. It, the line ends up going down to two people, and it's just regular ping pong game. But the cool thing about it is, so say if the ball is coming your way, you can hit the ball, and and I could hit someone else with the ball. And they're out. But if I miss them when I'm trying to hit them with the ball, then I'm out. Oh, so it's called Killer Pong. It's huh. super fun. It's super high speed, too. So you got to, especially when it gets down to like three people. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. Broke, <laughs> well, broke many tables. <laughs> we'll have to play a game of ping pong before yeah, you leave. Well, that'd be cool. When, when Matt was here, uh, we yeah. played a game with him. So it's yeah. kind of, we're trying to <laughs> start this thing where each guest, we cool. have them in a ping pong game. You need, to have a, you need to have them sign a paddle, dude. Like rip the rubber off. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. That's such a good idea. We'll, we'll do that yeah. today, actually. Um, yeah, Matt almost got me. Yeah, he <laughs> almost got him. I thought he was going to get him, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no good, though, so you can whoop me. I don't mind. Do you play golf? Uh, I used to when I was younger. Um, like I said, uh, I didn't really have... And not the not to say it's a rich sport, but it kind of is. It's definitely a rich sport. It is, and but I always loved it. I, every time I did it, I had a ton of fun. Uh, every time I went, my uh, people I was with were always drinking. So yeah, you know, yeah. I wasn't old enough to at that point, but 
the the golf is more. I mean, you can get a you can get a set of clubs for cheap. Scrambles. I I love scrambles. Oh yeah. Because yeah. you can suck, but and you can still, still do fun. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The golf is what's. Like, you can go to Goodwill or something and get a set of clubs and stuff, but going and paying to play, yeah. that's what yeah. starts adding up. My, uh, yeah. my my brother's house that I borrowed his guitar from tonight, um, he actually lives on a golf course. We went out there one night, drunkard and Cooter Brown, and went out. <laughs> and he lives right next to the to the tee-off thing, and uh, we just went out and drove some golf balls, me and my <laughs> girlfriend and him and his wife, and it was, it was a good time. Um, so talk about more, a little bit about the upcoming shows. Yeah. You had a, like, uh, you had Toby Keith's bar and grill on there. Yeah, man. Awesome. Um, That'll be the second time I'll get to play there. And I plan on bringing, uh, one of my guitarists with me, Brad, uh, Gaylord. Um, right now my, my band composition, we have a fiddle player, two electric players. One can also play acoustic, um, a drummer and a bass player and myself. And, uh, I'm going to try to include them in a lot of the gigs I do because pretty much most of the stuff I do is solo. So the more we can get practice together, play together, the more cohesive it'll be, the more familiar it'll be with the songs. Um, without directly looking at my schedule, I've booked a lot of these shows literally in the past week. Um, I took some time off because in this fall, um, because I was trying to plan time to record my album, um, and it just kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back, unfortunately. Um, a little frustrating, um, but uh, it is what it is, and uh, you just got to keep moving. But I booked these shows, and I was pitching to everybody. I was like, hey, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Book me. This is what I've done. I just want to use your venue as, as the best way to provide, provide music and uphold your reputation while also building mine, um, things of that nature. So I played some casinos. Um I think Toby Keese um, will be probably one of my favorites next to Grady's. And then also it'll be good to go back to the Chicken Shack again, kind of where I got my, I guess, my start. Yeah. Um, they've now relocated to Arcadia, Oklahoma, next to Pops, if you've ever been to Pops. Um, if you haven't been there, check it out. It's a really cool giant pop bottle that, like, lights up. <laughs> but uh, uh, pretty much uh, looking forward to those. Um, we're pretty much booked all of January and uh, some of February and I'm just an independent artist so I do all the booking and stuff myself which is why if anyone listening is a venue or booker that wants to book me hit me up at uh, levi.walker.music.outlook.com so it'd be so real exciting so you got uh, Bad Brad's coming up yeah here in Stillwater January oh, really? 6th yeah yeah he they do they do strictly acoustic like no speakers yeah no they, they do which it's cool, but I sure would love to have a speaker yeah. because it, that's tough on the voice to sing. Just I've, I, I've I've been to some of their shows because I I actually ran tournaments that they're at Bad Breath yeah. for. I even on the same on the patio they, area. Yeah. yeah, even even whenever they do like the shows, yeah. like we, we'd run tournaments there at the same time, and they. I've seen people have speakers there. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him. I asked him last time, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do it. It's too." I was like, "Dude." I sure would be a lot happier camper. Yeah, Vernon, if you're listening, I, I would love. I hope to Vernon up, is listening. I would cause... love to set up my my stuff. It's it's real simple. It's a Bose tower speaker. It's one single speaker, and that's it. Is I've it the is it the skinny speakers. one? Yeah, it's that little oh, okay. skinny. So it's Those not nice. it's not booming. It's yeah. quality sound. Yeah, and uh, it'll help save my voice I, for all my other shows. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. 
I, I'm almost certain I've seen people have speakers. Yeah. I know I know Avery Stinnett, he he uh, just did a complete acoustic one the other day, so yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I hope Bad Brad's is listening too. I call him <laughs> I know his name's not Brad, but I always refer to him as Brad yeah. when we talk about it. Yeah, I, I, I like Vernon a lot. He's he's helped me out with Dalton. Yeah, he's he's a great stuff. guy. Yeah, he and really the, is a great Nancy guy. Nancy Long here, she sometimes bartends out of there, so yep. that'd be cool if she was working that night. Uh, you got um, Toby Keith's Bar and Grill, Oklahoma City. That'll be January 13th. Yeah. Um, the Lumber Shack, January 20th. Yep, that's out in Hera. That's another, like, wing of the Chicken Shack. Like, okay. they have a Chicken Shack, Lumber Shack, and uh, they're just kind of expanding, trying to branch out different <laughs> stuff. Um, we got um, Cushing on the 28th. Where's that one Go at? to Fredo's. Uh, pizzeria and tap room it's next to the duncan theater if you ever okay. seen that yeah um a lot of a lot of big bands go through there i know uh buffalo jones and the herd they play there a lot um so i'll be excited that'll be my first time up there that's also where my guitar tech uh lives in cushing so hopefully he can come out that's cool uh, that that's just down the road too yeah cushing cooper lives in cushing shout out chad Tabor at Tabor guitars and fretworks I, I i thought he lived in yale Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> the okay, same. Uh, we got uh, February 2nd. That's a private show. Um, so that's uh, actually the private show, and I'm pretty sure anyone's welcome to it. It's my friend's birthday party, and he lives in Wellston, and he's moving it to the 4th. And he's like, hey, we're going to try to get more people to come if we move it on, on to a Saturday. I was like, bring it on, dude. <laughs> so uh, if uh, you know Mr. Colin Bailey, happy early birthday, and uh, come on out. Um, we got February 3rd, uh, Music Unlimited, Shawnee. Yeah, man. So they host a uh, monthly singer-songwriter event. Um, it's about two hours long. Um, they invite all local singer-songwriters to come out and perform their songs. And once a month, they have a featured artist. Um, in that month, I'm fortunate enough to be the featured artist where I'll get like a 30-, 40-minute set to play in my songs. That's awesome. Tell my stories about them. So I'm real thankful for them. And I just <clears throat> spent like too much money there the other day buying strings and gear and shit because <laughs> it's that time of year. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Grady's 66 Pub, UConn, uh, February 11th. Yeah, man. Super uh, stoked for that. Pretty with sure, the full band. Yeah, pretty sure that'll be full band. Tickets will be $8 at the door. And uh, like I said, it'll be my very first solo act. Not solo by myself, but solo ticketed event under my name. Mm-hmm. So hope, hope to pack the house and sell some tickets because that would mean a lot to me to hopefully get back there and also show that I can um, bring a crowd. So. That would be awesome. And then we've got um, the Chicken Shack, February 24th. Yeah, man, like I said, hopefully, I think that would be a really cool place to uh, kind of wrap things up there. Of course, I'll plan on keep on booking shows for the year. But uh, to kind of go back where it all started with the full band, um, as like I said, we just got started, so we're still going to keep on getting better. You know, some of these bands have been playing together for years and years on end, so yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see where we'll be eventually. But Right now, we got a lot of work to do, so I'm just going to keep hammering it out. So, whenever you start doing a band, are you are you st- sticking with the are you doing the Levi Walker mm-hmm. band, or it's just going to be Levi Walker? Levi Walker, as an artist. I'm gonna yeah. pretty much just trying to promote myself as promote myself as much as an artist, because um, and and as fortunate and thankful I am that everyone has a hand in everything I do. I do a lot by myself, and I and I mm-hmm. social media is a bitch but <laughs> you got to spend time on there to spread the word because yep. mm-hmm. that's how people find out about things i yep. mean other than word of mouth um 
so it, it's kind of my, my crowd, my audience. Um, and, uh, I just want to keep building that brand and stay true to me, you know? Yeah, definitely. So you're, what social medias you're on and, and what can they find you at? Yeah, man. Uh, I, I have pretty much everything. Um, the, the two I use the most is, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram is just Levi Walker music. Facebook is Levi Walker dash music. I tried to change the name on it to just Levi Walker music, but I can't figure out how to change a page title for some reason. They make it real difficult for you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, Levi Walker music pretty much everywhere. I have a Twitter. I pretty much just reshare stuff from Instagram, like the auto post, mm-hmm. like auto post from Instagram to Twitter. It's Levi Walker music as well. And I have one video on TikTok, and it like almost has like almost has ten thousand views on it. Um, and I'm gonna try to upload to that more, but I'm trying to figure out how to get better sound quality and stuff before I pump out a ton of videos on there, because I'm a stickler for that, as yeah. you can't tell with the whole album and stuff I'm trying to put out. So I, I put out a video on TikTok, and I'm like, eh, and I delete it. But this one did well, so I was like, I'll keep it up there. <laughs> yeah. Any um, any um plans or hopes to play it like tumbleweed or anything like yeah that? man uh, i entered in the battle of the bands for uh, this year's calf fry um or this coming year's calf fry with my band and i really hope to do it if anyone from stillwater knows calf fry it's one of the biggest festivals of the year mm-hmm. especially for oklahoma music um and not even just the main acts to me are important but even the pre-party gigs i mean you see some of the best music at the pre-parties because yeah. it's it's so real and not it's not as scripted. Yeah. It's not as floofy. Not not trying to say anything bad, but I mean, they pour their heart out just to to get on those smaller stages. Yeah. and I think that's some of the coolest stuff is when you really see people trying to grind it out. And uh, like I said, I was just at Holly Best Birthday Party. Shout out to her. She got to open for uh, Zach Bryan last year. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I mean that is fucking cool like yeah i mean that's a dream i mean it's everyone's dream to, to hop on those big stages play for all those people see the sun going down and see those flags in the back like waving back i mean that's that's that that's what we that's what i dream to do i mean i i would love to do that so yeah that that's how i found out about you i um i was talking to nancy after right before we closed thursday night and she was uh i think you'd been there doing karaoke mm-hmm. or something and she shared something of yours and that's how we got started on all that, but that's how I got introduced to, to Levi. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Like I said, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Nancy. She actually helped me get down to Austin, Texas um, to hang out with old Matt Allard and Dr. Brandon and uh, Handsome Dan. They're pretty good folks down there. I hope, hope you're doing good. But no, Nancy and Jay Longacre, man, they've been a blessing in disguise for me. Um, they're almost like my music parents, I would say. Like, they look after me. They make sure no one's fucking me over. They make sure I'm staying on the right track, doing things, show, providing opportunities to me. And it's pretty much just about taking those opportunities that come to you. So yeah. taking that initiative to get them done. Yeah. Um, so going back to early days when you started listening to music, mm-hmm. what initially caught your ear? Like, who were some of your favorites growing up? And even now? So I will say some of my favorites growing up, Cross Canadian Ragweed. Okay. Um, was probably one of my favorites. Everyone loves boys from Oklahoma. <laughs> Seventeen, um, things of that nature. Um, that's probably the staple. Turnpike Troubadours, back when they were first getting around. I listened to a ton of Big and Rich. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Me and my, one of my old college roommates, one of my brothers, he just got married. Shout out to Dakota. Put jam big and rich and, and get after it. Toby <laughs> Keith, he is a huge one for me. Um, he was my very first karaoke song when uh, I was like six years old. My mom and dad would go bowling in Oklahoma City together. And uh, I couldn't get in the bar to sing karaoke, so they ran a microphone outside the bar to me <laughs> and i sang i love this bar with my dad that's awesome and i was like six and that, I, knew, I knew every great. word that's, that's got to be a pretty cool feeling having an artist like that that you look up to yeah. and now you're gonna be yeah, playing at, at his venue. restaurant yeah. yeah it's super cool um kid rock i was about three singing bob with the ball the bang the bang diggy, diggy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's kind of what i used to growing up i listened to all sorts of stuff uh as, you, as i mentioned marshall tucker um, Leonard Skinner, all the classics. Um, I think I've just had a whole lot of different genres come together for me and influence me. Nowadays, like what I listen to on the way up here is like Josh Malloy. Um, we were just talking about Yeah, that. We, we were heard talking love, about Love, dude. I, if I could ever meet and play with him, like, that would be so dope. I think he's a super dope guy. Has some kick-ass music. Porch Light, one of my favorite songs right now. Beth Devil in Oklahoma is one of my favorites out. Yeah. Um, I listened to Zach Bryan a lot last year. I haven't listened to, his, to him as much this year. Um, super dope. I listened to a whole lot of Cody Jinx, Chris Stapleton. I love Chris Stapleton. I would love to meet him. Dude, dude shreds. He was in this band called The Steel Drivers. Yep. Oh. yep. <laughs> I play a couple of the Steel Drivers songs at my shows, and I was like, if you like Chris Stapleton and you like what he does, check out this band. What What do you play? I play uh, Blue Side of the Mountain, If It Hadn't Been for Love. Yep. And those are my two favorites out of those. Um. Yeah. Uh, what about What about you guys? What do you like to listen to? So this goes into you my take it away. <laughs> this, this goes. In, I like to listen You're to ready. a lot of. Things. <laughs> I listen to a ton of music. Yeah. It but does. do you know who that is? The the cardboard cutout. Uh-uh. Uh uh. Oh no, we're over two. <laughs> no, Matt. Matt knew who it was. He did. I believe so. Yeah. I, I thought he didn't. I thought he did. Okay. That's Dwight Yoakam. Okay. Dwight Yoakam is my all time favorite <laughs> artist. Not even close. Yeah, it's he, he's the biggest Dwight Yoakam fan. So uh, Dwight Yoakam and um, big Joe Nichols fan. Um, I like. He has a pillow with Dang. his face and Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> Is that a real picture? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. dope. So I got it. I guess I can talk about this real quick too. Um, so I told you before we started that I build guitars, mm-hmm. and. Um, I built a guitar for Dwight Yoakam's guitar player and um, got to meet him and everything, and that's where that picture came from. But, that's cool. So that was like top of the top of the chart for me. Rhett's, was, n- Rhett's never going to have a bigger moment in his life. <laughs> not even close. Uh, I, like a lot of, I like a lot of older stuff, too. I'm a big Buck Owens fan. Um, I like newer stuff, too. Like I like all the, all the people you mentioned. Um... Joe we Nichols, have, you, we, we, we just... I mentioned just, Joe Nichols. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have very different tastes in music, but he's, he's, he's kind of growing on me a little bit. I'm very traditional country. That's yeah, what I, I I've been exposing him to more more uh, different genres. Outlaw I, country I, is a big one right now, too. I uh, I grew up on, like, like traditional like radio country, so, like, 2000s, like, country. I, I'm always a bit, big fan of that. Like, Toby Keith... Uh, just a lot, a lot of just like the early 2000s. But going into that, I 
I've really, I really love like all the Turnpike Troubadour is one of my favorites. Tyler Childers is my all time favorite right now. I, yeah. I just, I just, dude, he's coming back, man. I'm so glad. He's I know, I know, getting some light he deserves. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm a huge Zach Bryan fan too. I, I, I love all of his music. Uh, we usually have another guy on the podcast, Parker. He always gives me crap for liking Zach Bryan just because it's popular right now, and he's been giving me all kinds of crap. Um, but I also grew up with like classic rock, like yeah. a lot of like rock alternative. I love a lot of different music styles. Like yeah. I, I've got a wide range. That's good. I don't like people that are like I don't like that kind of music. I was like, well, I don't like you. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I just love a lot of different styles of music, different deliveries, and it's it's really cool. I don't know. I it's cool. Like just random things. Like I don't know if I, I really like Daughtry. Have you heard of Daughtry? Yeah, man. I love Daughtry. Um, Creed, really like a lot of those artists. And Daughtry did a song with Slash, and I was in like high yep. college or, or middle school or high school. It was like what I want, and I listened to that like yeah. on repeat all the time. Yeah, and yeah, I just I and I like I mean like older stuff like older country I I, I love too like older rock mm-hmm. I I was always predominantly rock and and country around yeah. there but I I mean I like I even like some like gangster rap yeah like, through college I went through a big rap phase that's one like the uh, not Wiz Khalifa but they had a uh, what's his name come to uh, it's the the song is like it's a party it's a party it's a party. Um. I can't remember his name, but he came and did yeah, the, the opening year like concert at UCO, and then he was the reason they like quit like doing that for a bit because it got so wild. <laughs> and, uh, we played that at every like house party we went to, and I was always the DJ playing all the songs. Childish Gambino was a big thing. Yeah. Waka Flock, yeah, Waka Flock of yeah. Flame, yeah. He he came to OSU this yeah, year for really? homecoming. He played at um um the Beta House. Okay. Like they had like a big party for homecoming, and they had had walk, yeah, walk a flock of come. He played at uh, Galgariba too. Oh, he did. Uh huh. That's crazy. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I like. Like, I I, I really like 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 Dr. Dre and yeah. like those artists too. Eminem, dude. I'm a big Eminem. I fan. am too, dude. I love I love some Eminem. See, yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't. I don't listen to him as much anymore. Yeah. But I definitely had a time. I would never actively sit down and like listen to it. But if if someone's playing it, like I can, I can. The only artist beyond country music that he listens to is Maroon Five. I do like Maroon Five. It's <laughs> just a, such a crazy contrast. I know. There's, it's a, Maroon, so there's weird. a Maroon Five song I listen to. It's like woke up sweating from a dream with a different kind of feeling. Ooh. I know which album it's, it's from. The it was always you. Is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, it was always you. Yeah, it. Uh, I like. So if you get on like Sirius XM and you click on Prime Country, that's what I like. Yeah, it, that's his personality. It's just like. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but, but I can, but I can appreciate all types of all types of. Yeah. I didn't really get exposed to the, the whole like, red dirt stuff until coming down here, and then yeah. after like, um, I mean, being at Tumbleweed all the time here and all, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's expanded my. You know, music and things like that. Especially probably when you get people coming up all the time and like play this song. Yeah, yeah. "Eh, Last week there was I had like three pages full of requests. It was insane. It was. Yeah. So I mean, there's just so many different songs that you hear and you're like, oh, that's a good song. And like Matt Williams, never been anyone that I would have been like I would have never went out of my way to listen to it. Mm -hmm. But after having 
Um, when we heard him, when we, I saw him live when I was I was working actually at Tumbleweed. He played uh, during Outside City Limits, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this yeah. guy. Yeah. We got talking, and and we hadn't even started the podcast yet, and I was like, we need to get that guy on because I saw him go out, and he was just like drinking beer, like watching the other artists. I'm like. I'm gonna hit him up. And I told him like, we're getting him on the podcast, and I got his number. He's like, "Yeah, for sure, definitely." So that's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get uh, folks from uh, Gannon Freeman on here and CC. Yes, I do. That, I do want to cool. get them. They're I've, cool dudes. I've just now like kind of really started discovering like a lot of like the smaller Oklahoma artists, yeah. and I do like I do. Like get them before they fucking take off, dude. I know yeah. they're they're good. They're gonna go. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about. Um, Josh earlier because he was yeah. talking about wanting to get him on. So. Yeah, Josh, well, dude, I would love them if you get him on. I'll be out here waiting. Dude. <laughs> I was say I was gonna tell you if if you you get a hold of him before we do, you, you better give us yeah. his number or something so we can get him on. Yeah, <laughs> do you watch football or anything? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, OSU football or uh, pretty much everything. I'm just kind of a big, I'm a big sports fan, dude. Yeah. Whether it be NFL, college. I'm I'm not a diehard any like specific team, but yeah, yeah. you just like watching. I just love just I just love. Yeah. I'm like man, I, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be like a coach or something. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's how I am with football. Like I I I'm an engineering student at OSU yeah. right now, and I've always said, and if I wasn't a if I wasn't an engineering student, I would definitely be a football coach. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think I'd probably be a high school coach. I'd want to be a college coach just because I like the strategy of the game more mm-hmm. than like just motivating people. Yeah. You know? I, I just, I just love like the strategy of it. Yeah, Cause you can actually control that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So how many instruments do you have? What's your, dude? I have a guitar rack like that holds multiple guitars and it's full. Um, if I wouldn't have had one stolen, I probably would have had one additional one, but, uh, I had one stolen a while. while from back. a show. Yeah. I was packing up from a gig. And uh, making trips to my truck, and then between trips, someone stole it out of my truck while I was loading up. Dang! It was a Taylor guitar that I'd gotten when I was in Branson, Missouri. Um, when I graduated college, my girlfriend and her family um, took me out to Branson, Missouri, um, just as a graduation trip. Like congratulations! Um, and I bought a guitar while I was up there. Not cheap. It was like fifteen hundred dollar guitar. What model was it? Uh, it was like a Taylor. Two fourteen oh, okay. C or something. Like that. I got a Taylor over here. If it's the same model, yeah. he's gonna be asking some questions. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was like a sunburst one, uh, but uh, yeah, it was gone. But anyways, when that got stolen, word got out, and like I said, I have the best family, friends, and fans. They came together and uh, put together three thousand dollars for me to get a new one. And uh, I previously had had a custom guitar, acoustic guitar from R. G. Larson um, Guitars, mm-hmm. and uh, he. Did me right again, and we pretty much styled this one after a Gibson Hummingbird. Yeah. But uh, I took all my favorite parts of like the best different models and put them all into one. And I would have brought it tonight, but I forgot it because I was running on like two and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. That would have been really. That yeah. Been I would have. Yeah. Especially now that I know that you build these fucking things. <laughs> I, I think I think you would have really loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you need to go get get a Rex tie and show them here. Yeah. Yeah. I build electric ones. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I got a I got a cool one to show you that goes with the story, but we can't talk okay. about it on the podcast. Yeah, but we okay. can talk about it after. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's you, a cool. You'll, 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 you'll like it, you'll like it too. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm always interested when we talk to musicians. Like, so what else do you have? Like, yeah. as far as, uh, so I at one point I I tried making a little home studio, and I'm still working on it. Like, as you know, setting up podcast studio stuff shit ain't cheap, dude. It's expensive. I don't mm-hmm. know where you get your gear from, but you just kind of have to get it from. 
wherever you can get it for the right price. Yep. Um, I always try to say support like local music stores, like, like real personally owned music stores rather than uh, big commercial brands, because obviously helping out someone's small business is better than, uh, buying from a big company because companies rule the world right now. But, uh, I got piano, like 10 plus 10 guitars, maybe. Just off the top of my head, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad when you don't know how many you have. <laughs> you can never have. You can never have too many. But they're all though. for different scenarios, yeah. dude. I got like one for like a beater guitar. I got like a late guitar. I got one that doesn't have like a, any electronics in it, so I don't plug it in. It's just a little practice mm-hmm. guitar. One's my grandpa's old guitar. One's my very first guitar I ever got. You know, they're all yeah. like, I can't get rid of these. I mean, they're all. And different. no, no one understands unless they play. Yeah. And then they're, they're. Yeah, and then other than that, I'm not a big gear junkie. Like, you run across a lot of gear junkies. They're like, oh, I'm all about the amps. I'm all about the, the pedals, the tones, the sounds. Like, I just want something that plays and doesn't sound yeah. like shit. Like, because I'll, I mean, it's it, it's mostly all on who's playing it, how it sounds. And I've never been a, an amazing guitar player. Two years ago, two and a half years ago, I couldn't play and sing at the same time. Like, yeah. that's how, that's like how much I struggled. Um, when I said I was whatever nine years old playing around a campfire singing kgc i went ring gonna take a freight train and then <laughs> like yeah. I, I can't even when i was in the church band i couldn't play and sing at the same time they're really the ones that nudge me to to do both at the same time so uh yeah I, I guess i call myself a guitar collector at this point yeah and what you said about playing and singing at the same time people don't understand how, how hard that difficult is. that yeah. is let alone to play or sing, but try mm-hmm. to do both on time. And, <laughs> and then you got the dudes that have the 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 kick bass pedal, the kick bass drums, the yeah. the shaky eggs attached to one foot, and they're doing the full one band thing. Do you have the, with you the have harmonica? The, yeah. Too, do you have one time? of those? Harmonica yeah, harmonica drums? holders. Yeah. yeah. I would say, well, speaking of guitars and playing guitars, do you want to play some some music for us? Yeah, man, for sure. Want to get set up? Grab this guitar here. It's my. My brother's guitar, so we'll break it in the, the right way. I think it'll be its first public appearance. There you go. I think we're I, I think we're good. Whenever you're ready. Yeah. A song I wrote called "Down to the River." I was uh, talking about how my grandpa grew up with him on the river and, and play music, and. Uh, I didn't want to write about the sad parts, sad times being around them and not having them anymore. I wanted to write about the good times. So I wrote the song called Down at the River about the good times we had on the river. Party all night won't hesitate Build a big bonfire that'll light up a night sky Just around a pen with a few good friends And it's Friday night, time for the weekend Time to crack a bud light and sing until the midnight We ain't here for a long time We're just trying to have a good time Come on down to the river while it's feeling just fine. Come on down to the river for a real good time. Come on down to the river. 
to Podunk Town for a little bit of slow down. Come on down to the river while it's feeling just fine. We're doing alright. We're doing alright. Any old average Joe and Jose go. He can hop in a boat into the fishing hole. Down to the river where it's time for us to unwind We ain't here for a long time We're just trying to have a good time So come on down to the river while it's feeling just fine Come on down to the river for a real good time Come on down to Podunk Town for a little bit of slow We're just trying to have a good time So come on down to the river while it's feeling just fine Come on down to the river for a real good time So come on down to the Podunk Town for a little bit of slow down Come on down to the river while it's feeling just fine We're doing alright Um, another one I wrote. You ever heard of Lake Eufaula here in Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I wrote this song at Lake Eufaula, um, and I saw this thing on Facebook. It said, Songwriter Challenge, write about write a song about exactly what you're doing right now. And I was like, I can do that. So I wrote about pretty much having a good time at the lake with friends and how we all got here and to do what we do. So um, it's called I'm In. Got a guitar in my hand and a cold beer on my right. There's no I'd rather be on a cold and rainy night. I got a fire in the pit. I'm here with all my friends and I start to get to wonder how this shit all began with a bad boy and a good, good girl. All tangled up in this crazy world with a good time and some bad, bad friends. Raise them up. Let's do it again. I'm I'm winging for a kickstart in my heart I'm just a bad boy with a good, good girl All tangled up in this crazy world With some good time and some bad, bad friends Raise them up high, let's do it again I'm man Whoa 
Nothing's gonna stop us from tearing up and weekend. Only one that's gonna throw us on a father deep in is a bad boy and a good, good girl. All tangled up in this crazy world with good time and some bad, bad friends. Raise them up high, let's do it again. I'm That was another good one. That was awesome, Thank you. Man. What if I do one more? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I, please. Please. Yeah. This uh this is a song about drinking, which I'm sure no one's ever done before, right? <laughs> uh this is called Beers in a Row. Um You'll see how it goes. <laughs> it speaks for itself. Waking up hungover from a crazy night Roll on and over and I turn on the light There you are, what have I done? I only went out for a little fun At first you didn't catch my eye Oh, by the end of the night You're looking better after one, two, three, four, five more beers in a row I'm only calling out to late night fights with an ex and got me feeling low. Yeah, we won't need whiskey, we won't need wine. There's only one damn thing that is on our mind, and it's one, two, three, four, five more beers in a row. Walk in a bar. Acting tough, not just anyone can grab me up And so I fill my glass up with a couple of drinks Cause damn it's been one of those days You're looking better after one, two, three, four, five more beers in a row I'm only calling after late night fights with an ex And got me feeling low yeah, we won't need whiskey, we won't need wine There's only one damn thing that is on our mind And it's one, two, three, four, five more beers in a row Oh, beers in a row You've been on my mind Drinking all night I'll close out the tab And I'll call us a ride You're looking better After one, two, three, four, five More beers in a row I'm only calling after late night Fights with an ex And got me feeling low Yeah, we won't need whiskey We won't need wine There's only one Four, five more beers in a row. Oh.
All right. Mm. Yes. Thank you, man. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. My mic, that was so good. Yeah. I hope <laughs> you like those, man. That's cool. Dude, that was awesome. So uh, where can everybody find you and like a website or merch or yeah. tour dates, any of that stuff? So pretty much if you want to keep up to speed with everything, Levi Walker Music, Facebook and Instagram. I'm getting a web- website built right now. Um, and eventually we'll have this album done. But of course, if you follow Instagram and Facebook at Levi Walker Music, um, you'll see when I get that stuff released. So, And you have a YouTube channel as well, right? Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel. I don't have... I, I have a couple things on there, but... You know, it's just kind of my dump for where I put yeah. stuff. I went and recorded in uh, northern north, northwest Oklahoma um, a couple, like, I guess in-studio songs. But it was more for the video footage and promo stuff that I could shoot as high-quality content. Um, and I hope to go back out there again. So then we could do some good audio with it, too. Um, Shout-out Shane Roy. Um, but, yeah, Levi Walker Music, Instagram, Facebook is where all my updates are. Do you have any merch? Yeah, man, I do, and uh, pretty much right now, the best way to get it is either reach out to me on Facebook. Um, we got koozies, t-shirts. We can. We're working on hats, but hats are a little more difficult if you don't buy them in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, t-shirts, koozies. Let me know on Facebook or come out to a show and grab them. I usually bring them with me to the shows, um, especially these full band shows we got coming up. Um, so yeah. Can I let you know right now in yeah. person? Because <laughs> I want some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, Rhett. I think I think this album that's gonna come out soon, I think it's gonna be hit. That, I, that was fantastic. Thanks, man. I that was that, that was really good. That was I'm, really good. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm really glad we decided to put that in. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah too, I am man. too. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, dude, thank thank you guys so much for having me out. I written let me play my songs, talk about shit, talk about me. I know it's uh it's uh not an easy thing to do to get all this stuff going because you know um, it's just like playing music. You do it because you love it. Hope you guys enjoy what you do. And absolutely, uh, we do. Pleasure meeting you guys. And yeah, thank yeah. you for coming out. Yeah, man. of course. Seriously. Thank you. We appreciate it. Anytime you want to come out, when yeah, you drop the sure. album, you want to come out and promote it a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. let us know. Well, for sure, we, we might we might hit you up too. Cool. Yeah, dude. keep in touch. Appreciate we'll for sure have to we'll have to have you back on. It's uh, yeah, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, man, I appreciate that a lot. Thank yep. you guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on again. Thank you.